welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob and Rob. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show. I am your host, Bob Miller, and as always, I have my co-host, Rob Sprout, on here with me. Rob, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's good to be back. We haven't recorded in so long. I miss you. Oh, man. I just miss that's, you. That's sweet. I, I Not as much as I miss you. Um, Aww. Well, We'll see. Uh, we'll see how far that goes once the uh, Ravens play the Steelers coming up here in a few weeks. So, uh, you yeah. mean when they lose to the Steelers here in a few weeks? I don't know if I'd say that as much, but uh, oh, yeah, it's a real battle yeah. for the North. Yeah, man. So we've got a lot of stuff we need to uh, we need to talk about. Maybe a few things we need to get off of our chest um, as well. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of drama. A lot of injuries. A lot of. Uh, players that people are freaking out about right now and wanting to trade away and sell sell them. And then we're going to tell people kind of chill out, chill out. We got you. That's what we're here for. Uh, we're going to tell you the guys we think uh, maybe you should sell high on and some of the people you definitely need to buy low on. Um, but first, uh, I want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. Um, don't know if uh, many of you out there know what Thrive Fantasy is, but Thrive Fantasy is an awesome uh, daily fantasy sports app uh, for player pop, uh, player props that you can download. Uh, you choose, you got 20, 20 player props to choose from, uh, and you choose 10 of them. And they have, and Thrive has awarded over one and a half million dollars uh, over the last couple of years. Um, it's a, it's an awesome app I've, I've been doing, and um it's really, really easy. It's it's a it's a nice little change up from having to you know trying to build your draft king lineup or your fan duel or your draft whatever you want to do. This is player props, so you know it might give you uh hey is Lamar Jackson good for one and a half touchdowns passing this week? Uh, you you basically take the over or the under, and that's one of the props. Same thing with maybe someone like Roethlisberger. Hey, does Juju catch a touch? You know he's point five touchdowns uh, receptions this weekend. You take the over under. So it's really really simple. Um, it's really, really cool. And you can win quite a bit of money on there. And, and as of right now, they've got a nice promotion going where if you deposit $20, um, they will match that for 20 bucks. As long as you use our, uh, our code, our promo code, which is dynasty pros. So if you go on there and use code dynasty pros, uh, they will ma- if you deposit 20 bucks they're gonna match twenty dollars for you um, so you can get started you're not gonna lose um, it's awesome I did it this past week and won some money I couldn't believe uh, how easy it was so I-, I go on DraftKings and FanDuel and sometimes I feel like I'm just giving my money away this one is so much more simple you just go with those player props man it's really really cool um, <clears throat> Excuse me, and we're going to be getting into that uh, more and more as the season goes along, uh, and actually doing some articles and whatnot on DynastyPros.com, uh, DynastyProsFootball.com. That is, uh, you know, talking about it. But yeah, I, I encourage everyone out there to go give it a try, check it out. It's it's a really really cool changeup. And like I said, use use promo code DynastyPros, and if you deposit twenty bucks, they'll match your twenty dollars. So, all right, so we uh, we got that out of the way. So uh, Rob. 
buddy. What up? Man, I'm sitting here watching this Cincinnati and Browns game right now, and, and the first kind of bit of news I wanted to get at was the Odell Beckham drama that 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 was going on this past week and we're we're, we're not going to get into the uh crappy details haha but uh well, you said you wanted to get something off your chest <laughs> uh, boom uh, man there you go i oh, love it love it love it love it but no man watching him against the ravens now i was against the ravens but he just looked like he was checked out, man. Like he did not care. He he didn't want to be there. I mean, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but then right after that, you know, this week, you know, Twitter was blowing up saying that that Cleveland is shopping him, and it almost seems like this might be a a good thing for them if they can move him. More of an an addition by subtraction. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at something along the lines, and it feels very familiar to me being a Steelers fan with Antonio Brown. Uh, the, the drama is just not worth it. Like, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you are a detriment to the team and the image of the team and the locker room, sorry, you got to go. Like, we can find somebody else as a receiver. He may not be OBJ quality, but he didn't really prove that he's that much quality last week with all the drops he had. It was honestly like embarrassing i felt like he just gave up like oh we already know we're gonna lose this game so i'm just not gonna bother trying and then i also kind of feel like baker was told like hey force feed this guy he's complaining about targets and complaining about use let's get him the use and prove him that he's not that good so i i just i don't think obj is worth it in the long run for any team yeah, he's just hot and cold, and and you know we're talking about this, and this was kind of in our show sheet that we uh you know we wanted to cover, and you know just a little bit ago he catches that long touchdown um, against Cincinnati, you know they look like they're a little bit more involved. I mean Baker looked bad against Baltimore, but he looks like he's got a little swagger to him tonight. But I think it's because he does, there's absolutely no way he wants to lose to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Um, so they they well, they've that. got. There's What's that, that? But it's also it's Cincinnati. They're not playing Baltimore. They're playing Cincinnati. Exactly. Like there's a big difference. You can go out on the field with swag, knowing that you have a chance of whooping their ass, but you don't really have that when you go out against Baltimore. You got to go out and be business. So, I, I just I feel like maybe they're taking a different mentality into this game, and it, it's showing, right? But if it was showing that much, and they were really out there putting on a show, they'd be winning by a lot more than they are. Yeah, and they're not putting any pressure. I mean, I'm not really seeing much pressure on Baker right now as well. So, uh, you know, I, I don't care who you are. If you if you if you've got all day in the pocket, you're you're pretty much going to pick someone apart, unless maybe you're a Sam Darnold or something like that. But yeah, you know, but then you know that's a that's a whole different uh, different story there. But yeah, yeah. So the Odell Beckham man, I I just don't know. He just I've been saying it. I've not been an Odell Beckham guy. Now I liked him when he was in New York. Um, he was just balling out, man. He was just unstoppable, and the in the he was on pace to put up some just ridiculous Hall of Fame numbers. But it it seems to me that his best years are behind him, and he's just kind of there. I'm I'm just here, you know. Yeah, you know, you'll I, throw I the ball. Yeah, you want to throw the ball to me, whatever. But uh, whatever, you know, it's just a whatever mentality, and I just. 
I want nothing, absolutely nothing to do with it. I've been offered Odell Beckham in so many trades from so many different leagues this offseason, and, dude, I just stayed the heck away. And um, after watching week one, I mean, it just made me feel so much better about not even messing with him. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't want to have the, that risk. Like, I'll take, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess a roster full of wide receiver twos over hoping that he's going to be one. Like, yeah, you just can't live in the past, you know. Well, there's that. Yeah, but he's just so boomer bust. I don't know what he's going to do. Which Odell Beckham's going to show up? Is he going to be the one that's being a baby and punching and kicking a, a net or complaining about every little thing that's going on? Or is he going to show up like he is today and go out there and run some routes and do what he's supposed to do? I, I don't know. Like, to me, he's just still really immature, and it's just not – juice isn't worth the squeeze. So no, I stay away no. from him. I I own him in zero leagues of my, and my definitely not eighteen leagues. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want enough. I don't, I don't own him in any league at, at all. And yeah, I just people are living in the past when it comes to Odell. Um, they're remembering the good times. It's like those people that have been married uh, for thirty years and or or in a very bad relationship with with someone, and they're just remembering how great it was way back in the day and they think yep. that they can get that back and they just end up, you know, wasting away uh, too much time before they realize that's not going to happen. And that's exactly how I feel about Odell Beckham. I mean, he might catch a touchdown here and there. He might have an 80, 90 yard game here and there, but like you said, it's just not worth it. When, when's that going to happen? You know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Those Odell Beckham truthers, I hate it for you guys. I mean, you keep fighting the good fight, but, uh, yeah, you're, you guys are going to have to move on, and uh, that's that. And speaking of moving on, let's move on from Odell Beckham, and let's get into some more wide receiver drama as it is and and, and talk about Allen Robinson. Man, what, what's going on with the Bears? Why are they not paying this guy? I mean, he led the league in touchdowns last year at wide receiver, did he not? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't understand the whole deal. I think the Bears organization is just as confused as its fans. Um I just they don't know what direction they want to go. Are they are they going to tank? Are they going for it? Who's going to be the starting quarterback? They put Trubisky in there. He looked pretty good. Uh, he put up some pretty solid points. He had a really good game week one. We'll see if it continues through the season. But man, A. Rob's the kind of guy like you got to pay that man. He's a wide receiver one. I love Allen Robinson, and being a Penn State fan, I'm a little partial. But besides all that. Allen Robinson is the best player on that team. Like, absolutely, team. absolutely. And I mean, even better than Jimmy them, Graham. I mean, he's better than Jimmy Graham. No, well, maybe. Okay, maybe. No. Maybe just. Well, we'll a give him a slight. We'll give him a slight edge. Just a yeah, just a little bit over the edge there. Um, no, but seriously, like I just don't get it. A Rob's going to put up crazy numbers as long as they. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. It just doesn't make sense. I'm just going to leave it at that. So. Yeah, I, I don't get it. And then you know, everyone was blowing up on Twitter over the last couple of days, saying, "Oh, trade him to, you know, Green Bay, or trade Odell Beckham to Green Bay, or San Francisco, or or wherever." But <clears throat> excuse me. Um. I just don't see him getting moved. Uh, they just don't want to pay him. Uh, I think they will. I think uh, their fans are going to give him enough. Uh, enough crap to where they're going to feel that they need to. I mean, what else are they going to spend? Like you said, it's the best 
best player on the team. I mean, Khalil Max, you know, the best one on the defense. But I mean, you got to spend the money on somebody. And who else? They sp- yeah, I, I mean, just. Well, there was an article that I kind of grazed through real quick, and it was he was, I guess, not having very good conversations with the GM, and that's not good. Like when you when you can't get on the same page, and it's like they don't even want to work with you. But then it came back and said, okay, we're on okay terms now and things seem to be okay, but he still hasn't gotten paid. So I, I don't know what the plan is for that, but we'll see what happens. They need to pay him. They need to figure out what the hell they want to do with their organization. Like they could win the North like for the NFC. That's the, they could green Bay looks great, but honestly they're one injury away from tanking. So yeah, Devonte Adams goes down. That's it. You there? There I am. Sorry. Hey, all right. Yeah, man, you went a little silent there. We can, yeah, we man, can get that out. That's fine. Yeah. No editing. A, Dead yeah. air. All right. <laughs> Anyways, my bad. It was, uh, no, my, it's all good. Yeah. Mike, uh, accidentally muted or something there. I don't get it. Anyway, but no, no, what I was, was going to say is that, is that Green Bay to me is just fool's gold. Um, you know, they put up a pretty decent record, but, uh, when it comes time, when it's a meaningful game, you know, playoffs, man, they just, they just can't do it. And, right. um, um, but is Chicago can Detroit's not going to Minnesota. We'll see how that defense, uh, does, but they didn't look good, uh, Sunday. So, um, you know, maybe when they get to Neil Hunter back, uh, things will change. I mean, everything changes with a good pass rush. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Chicago has the opportunity of winning that division and they need to keep, that's one of the better receivers in the league. They need to keep him there. Um, if they were to move on from him or trade him or anything, they'd be silly. And if they don't yeah, want to pay, they're even sillier for not uh, for not paying the man, you know. And if some of the rumors were to be true, like if he's like, you know, you hear the, oh, Allen Robinson's going to go to Green Bay. Like, man, if Allen Robinson went to Green Bay, I, I think it would ruin him because Aaron Rodgers would be like, I don't know what to do with another good receiver. So they're not trading him in the division. Oh, no way. There's no, no way. way. No way at all. So hopefully they get it figured out. I I don't particularly particularly like Allen Robinson on the Bears. If he go to a more high power offense, it'd be good, but honestly, they look pretty good in week 1 if they keep up that same sort of thing. He could be uh quite the stud in fantasy. He could. I just think that some some people are not wanting to evolve with the league where you're paying these receivers, you know, 20 million a year and <clears throat> whoever runs the bears, maybe they, they don't want to get on board with that. Maybe they don't feel like these guys are worth it. Um, and, and also with the salary cap dropping pretty drastically next year, um, that could play a huge part of it as well. But regardless, they need to pay that guy. I mean, he's the best player they have on offense. Um, they he need they need to keep him there. They'd be silly to move on from him. So yeah. <clears throat> speaking speaking of wide receivers, man, and 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 just sad news with with Michael Thomas. Um, you know that high ankle sprain is going to miss a lot of time. Uh, they say you know several weeks. Oh and, yeah, that's that's a dreaded injury for a receiver. Yeah, yeah, because that can linger. You know, when you if you come back too soon, um, it just it's not good news. You know. Yeah, you're one cut away from blowing it up again, and then you're out for four more weeks. So, I, I don't know. I feel bad. Uh, I feel even more bad for my dynasty and the couple redraft leagues that I do have where I have Michael Thomas. I feel bad for those teams because I definitely lost every league I have that has Michael Thomas. 
I uh, I traded uh, Michael Thomas last night uh, in a league um, with the Back Row Network. We have a, a a dynasty. We did a startup dynasty this year, and and it was the first time. Uh, really, I, I always go running back, running back. You know, first two rounds. But I ended mm-hmm. up draw. I ended up drawing like the ninth pick or something in this draft, um, and it's a super flex. So uh, all of the studs, you know, went. I mean, you're talking Mahomes, Lamar, all these guys, and then all the top tier running backs were gone. And 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 I was that dude that was sitting there, like with Michael Thomas, or taking one of these Nick Chubb. Uh, Miles Sanders type of guys, and I just said, you know what, I'm I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna try this for a change, and 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 I took Michael Thomas, and I took uh, Hopkins, I took DeAndre Hopkins in the second round, so that's that's paid off uh, fairly well for me. But I ended up moving him, uh, you know, last night in a deal that I was pretty uh pretty happy with, and and uh, got Juju back uh, in the deal. So you know, this guy's making this deal with me, and he's he's going to have to sit, you know, on an injured Michael Thomas uh, for, a, for a little while. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely liked – I'm not going to skip a beat, uh, in my opinion, because, listen, I, <laughs> I took advantage of some of these guys. I, I, I traded Michael Thomas, Matthew Stafford, and Naeem Hines. And now this is a mm-hmm. dynasty super flex, okay? Stafford, Michael Thomas, Naeem Hines. And, I, right. got, and I got back Russell Wilson, Juju – and I took uh, I got Chase Edmonds off of the guy because I am the Kenyon Drake owner, um, so it'd be nice to have that that handcuff. It's a little deeper bench, but Chase Edmonds could have you know he's proven to have a little bit of uh, standalone value. Yeah. Um, so you know I, I definitely upgraded with Russell Wilson over Stafford. Um, I like what Juju's doing, and and I don't have to sit on Michael Thomas for the next uh, several weeks. Um, and, and I sold high on Naeem Hines and we'll get into that here in a little bit when we kind of talk about these buy low sell highs, but yeah, I like that deal for the most part. And I got my boy, yeah, Russell Wilson. A, there you go. I, I, mean, I think it's a good trade, uh, especially if you're kind of like a win now, like I don't, I don't have time to wait around for Michael Thomas to get healthy in week five. Yeah. I mean, that's my first round you know, pick. You lose so. your first round pick, you lose your first round pick and it can really, really, affect your 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 overall record uh i mean you don't have to be a genius to figure that out i mean he was your first round guy man you're 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 toast uh for the most part until they Uh, come back and and, gassed in my in my michael thomas leagues yeah yeah and speaking you know it's kind of nice little segue into our next thing you know speaking of losing your first round pick i remember a few years ago losing my first round pick in Le'Veon bell because he Mm. friggin held out and, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like the defending champion, and, and I traded oh, for Le'Veon man. Bell. I traded for Lev Bell in the offseason, and uh, I'll never forget it, and I'll never forgive myself because I traded Christian McCaffrey for him. Oh, my God. Yeah. McCaffrey you had— go the, You need to go over on the Trade Addicts pod and tell well, him that one. Was, yeah, yeah, well, uh, you know, yeah, McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey hadn't blown up, but, buddy, he, he blew up uh, after that. But— um, yeah, so speaking of Lev Bell, now he he's hit the IR. Uh, you know what's what's your thoughts on it? You're, you're a big Le'Veon Bell guy, haha. Well, I <laughs> I used to be. Um, I, I I think this this is tough. 
I think it's the Gase effect. I think Lev Bell doesn't want to play. I think he was hurt. Adam Gase told him to get back in there. And even after that, after the game, Adam Gase is like, I was wrong putting him back in. He knew he shouldn't have been back in the game. Like, he's like, hey, go in and try. And I think he hurt himself worse, and Lev Bell's like, he's probably telling him it's it's really worse than maybe it it, it is. Because the reports I read said it's going to be like a short-term IR thing. And that's fine. They're just trying to free up a roster spot so they can get somebody over on active to, to play some football, which makes sense for the team. But I honestly feel like Lev Bell has always recovered really quick. Always. And for him to be put on any sort of IR, the injury's got to be pretty bad. Or he doesn't want to play. Now, a lot of the guys there do not want to play for Adam Gase. And yeah. it, it's it's sad because the the Jets could be good if they had good leadership. Yeah, they're a dumpster and, fire with that coach. I mean, Adam Gase is just <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. And then like some of their wide receiver off season pickups, like come on, Brashad Perryman, he come on, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. So here they are, like. I don't know. It, it just doesn't make any any sense with Adam Gase. What he does, it's pretty obvious the players are fed up. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't believe. Yeah, yeah, the Jamal I'll Adams. Be, I mean, Jamal Adams yeah. wanted out of there, and, and, I mean, it just kind of rubbed off, you know, on some of those guys. And Right, and uh, it makes sense. Like, you, you go play football, you want to win. You want to go, go to an organization that's going to win, or at least coaches that are competent. Yeah, Nobody I mean, C.J. Mosley – you know, C.J. Mosley yeah. opted out this year, you know? Right. And and I, I don't know. The, the, the whole opt-out thing is kind of weird. Um, I, I think some players had, like, ulterior motives and reasons for their opting out other than, like, actually being a COVID issue. But yeah. it, you can take that out, and that's fine. Like, they do it, they get some money, and their contract moves along. So... I don't know. I just feel like Lev Bell, he's going to come back like week six, uh, maybe sooner. I don't know, but don't be surprised if Lev Bell isn't traded away. Man, but who's wanting – I mean, as who's going to trade as for him? Off, as soon as he's off IR, I'm sure there's going to be teams midseason that need a running back. So I, when it comes to injuries and stuff like that, somebody's going to need a running back. Yeah, but who's going to want to pick up that contract? Who's going to want to deal with – with that, and, and he doesn't look New fast. England. Yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't look fast. You know, he, he looks slow. He just he, he looks like Odell Beckham out there, you know, trying to play running back. He just <laughs> just checked he out. Looks like, he looks like he doesn't want to play. He really, really does, and, and, and you can't blame him. You know, he's just there for the money. Um, you know, they're not going to win anything. I, I think you, you got to, man, you got to kind of, you got to flush some of these guys out of there. And um, you know, start fresh, but it's got to start with that coach. They, I don't know what the hell they're doing there, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'll be surprised, like if he's still the head coach by the end of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen sooner. Yeah, I just don't know if if Lev. I don't know if anybody picks him up. You know, he just makes so much money, and 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 shoot. I mean, if nobody wanted to give <laughs> Leonard Fournette anything. I mean, holy, holy smokes, who's, who's going to want Lev Bell? It, it's going to have to be like a catastrophic injury to someone, and, and they need to replace him. That's that's the only thing I can think of. So Yeah, I don't and, know. And, and that's fine. 
Um, some teams have cap room and they can expend a portion of it on a contract like that for this year, even though the cap is whatever, maybe staying the same going down. I don't know if they've actually made a decision. Have they? The last thing I read, I think is it's staying at 175 mil. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, well, but that, but that's, but that's up to 210. Yeah. But there's you know. no way that's happening. So uh, I, I don't know. We'll and there's going to be so, man. There's going to be so many players that get cut next year, and 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 there's and they're going to be so stubborn to take you know a lot less money, but they're going to have to, you know. It's oh just, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just like, uh, teams are going to have to do things that they don't. They're not typically used to doing. Contracts are going to be structured differently. Some of the contracts, the 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 big time ones, you know, your your Lamar Jackson's coming up. Uh, I don't know, and then you try to compare them to Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. Like, is the organization going to have the money for that? Are they going to say, hold on a year until we figure out the, you know, whatever our cap's going to be, and then we'll make a decision from there. Yeah. So I think some players that are expecting a contract are just going to have to wait, and it'd be dumb if they don't. But at the same time, in the NFL, you're a year older, and age is not a friend in the NFL. So, no. But I'm just thinking, how is that uh, that cap number next year, man? How is that going to affect like Dak Prescott because he hasn't gotten that contract yet, and with the cap going down, uh, you play you play a franchise tag, and then negotiate later. He's yeah. young enough for quarterbacks. You you got time. But for running backs, you don't got time to sit a year and wait no. around. No, you're no. absolutely right. So speaking of running backs, speaking so, of all this, uh, all this stuff, we'll man. But who? The, the, yeah. Sorry about that. Who? So who did you? Uh, who'd you pick up this week off of waivers, man? Who? Who were some of your big targets? Well, well, the whole James Conner thing screwed me up. Being a Pittsburgh fan, I was like, I got faith in this guy, and I haven't won a lot of my teams. So I, I went out there and I tried to pick up Benny Snell as much as I could. And, you know, off-season hype was not my friend. So as I'm trying to pick people off of waivers and stuff, I found Benny Snell in a few leagues, snagged him, had to pay quite a pretty penny, and I threw the money out there, my, my fab money, got it out, and uh, was able to pick him up in quite a few places. But, yeah, Benny Snell was my, my big go-get. And honestly, he went out there and showed that he can be a bell cow back. He looks good. Yeah, yeah. Man, he looks quick. He's lighter. Um, he's faster. He, even James Conner was hyping him in, during camp, and that, that's saying something. You get another running back, like, pumping you up. But I, I think they're actually like, pretty good friends, so it makes sense. But Man, still, I, I, like, saw, I saw Naeem Hines go for, like, stupid money, you know, in, in all the leagues that, that I'm in that has fab. Uh, oh, yeah. Naeem I, I, Hines – what a pickup on waivers if you can get him. Holy crap. Yeah, that I saw guy, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know why I didn't see that coming. I'd have been like, I'm calling it. Naheem Hines is going to have the most targets of any running back in the NFL. It's probably going to happen because Phillip Rivers dinks and dunks. And Naheem Hines proved that he's the man to do that with. You know, it it, yeah. it was kind of funny. We was talking about that. I was talking about that league a little while ago that I made that trade in, and I felt like mm-hmm. a genius. You know, I felt good because – 
uh, you know, I, I drafted some, I, I did well drafting players and it had some fa- fairly decent sized bench. Um, but I drafted Naeem Hines. I drafted Malcolm Brown. I, dra- I actually drafted Marquez, uh, or, or Valdez Scantling. Um, Look at you, smart guy. Did you yeah. start those guys? No, no, didn't start any of those guys. You know, my bench was man, the sexiest. I had the sexiest bench in the world in that league, man. <laughs> um, but no, no. Uh, so, man, what I'm doing is is you know, I'm 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 shopping them. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell high. And like I said, I sold Naeem Hines, um, and he really really helped me uh, help me in acquiring Russell Wilson in a superflex league, man. I mean that's a touchdown right there. So, oh yeah, absolutely. A, yeah. So, so who else did you? I mean, did you good. go after someone like uh, Emmanuel Sanders? Did you go after like Scotty Miller, Frank Gore, Peyton Barber. I mean, we talked about Malcolm Brown. I mean, Russell Gage blew up. You know, Paris Campbell. I picked up Paris Campbell and Russell Gage in a couple of leagues. Miles um, Gaskin. I mean, where did this? Where in the hell did this guy come from? <laughs> they don't know it's Miami. They don't know where he came from. They drafted him, they think. Um, but, but either way, I think it's just a matter of comfort in the system is why Miles Gaskin got more touches. Uh, eventually, you know, with the shortened camp and everything, Jordan Howard took a little bit to warm up to the Eagles when he got there. And then he got hurt. You know, so, but I think Jordan Howard is ultimately going to take over there. But Miles Gaskin, in the meantime, got the most carries. Of all the running backs, which happen to be nine, which is not a lot, <laughs> uh, you know. But he did. He had four receptions, I think, right? Which is that's pretty good. That's four receptions for a running back uh, on a not so great offense, and you you might see him get a little bit more because I think Devontae Parker's hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he's not so, looking good. So you're gonna see some more. Probably some more Miles Gaskin receptions this week, and that's kind of an interesting aspect to look at things and nobody would think to go get him i'm not buying it no no i'm not i'm not touching that guy i mean unless he's just sitting out there for free dynasty yeah if he's free or something maybe i dynasty it ain't your spot yeah i'll take a shot at him and if if he doesn't cost someone already snagged him you know someone snagged him yeah if people are paying attention someone's got someone picked him up but you know, you got those couple guys in the league that usually roll out there and they still have like six open bench spots on their team because they pay attention once a year. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, would, right. I, I went after Naeem Hines in a couple of leagues and uh, I did, like I said, I picked up Paris Campbell in a couple of leagues and Russell Gage. Uh, those were the kind of the three guys I went after. I didn't, I didn't really touch Benny Snell because I'm not really, I'm not a James Conner owner in any league. And I really right. didn't. I didn't want to throw a whole lot of fab on 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 a Benny Snell, which is essentially a guy that I'm probably not going to play or start over anyone that I have. Uh, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of money on a guy that's just going to sit my bench that I may end up cutting it anyways. So, and and those guys that the dudes in the leagues that always drop all that fab money or go and make these waiver claims for guys like like that, and then they immediately are trying to shop them. You know, trying to trade them all around the league. You know, Benny Snell available. You know, and yeah, don't 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 try to sell them to me for a second round draft pick because you blew your wad. Yeah, on, on Miles Gaskin. Like, no, no thanks. Like, I'll, I'll draft my guy in the second round. That's going to be better than Miles Gaskin for sure. So, yeah, like, yeah. I, I just I, I don't I don't know. But but some of the other guys you mentioned, you know, Emmanuel Sanders. We we just talked about Michael Thomas being hurt. 
Mm-hmm. If you're not out there trying to get Emmanuel Sanders, it's too late. I mean, it's already too late. It's almost the weekend, right? And we're kind of a couple days later than we wanted to be with this podcast anyway, and that's yeah. fine. You know, I, I, I'm just happy to be on the mic and talking with you, man. So, But Emmanuel Sanders, awesome pickup. If you can get him, if he's out there, some of your redraft leagues, a lot of people aren't paying attention. Uh, go out there, snag him up. They don't know that Michael Thomas is not going to play because people look at their roster like 30 minutes before uh, game starts on Sunday. And they're like, oh, Michael Thomas is hurt. Who else can I get? And then Emmanuel Sanders is already gone because you got him. So go get him. Scotty Miller, um, s- slot wide receiver, like little white dude. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's favorite target. Oh, so he loves him. He loves him. Yeah, he loves him. So uh, I think Scotty Miller, uh, all the weapons on that offense are great pickups. If you don't have the starters on Tampa Bay, you're messing up. So. Scotty Miller's been out there, and everybody's like, "Who the heck is Scotty Miller?" I've had my eye on him. I had my eye on him last year, and I had him in a couple leagues already. So I was like, "Oh, I already have Scotty Miller. Huh? Look at me go, you know." But everywhere else I tried to get him, it seemed like someone else kind of had that same intuition last year, and it wasn't necessarily that Tom Brady was going to be throwing the ball there, obviously. But uh, Scotty Miller showed a lot of promise coming out of the draft, and he, his profile, and and just the way he marries up to NFL schemes that teams are trying to run now with the slot receivers, just quick crossing routes, you know, a little more dink and dunking. It's a lot more reliable to pick up yardage. It's a faster pace of play, especially when you're at like the, the two minute drill and teams are trying to get down the field. Scotty Miller's the dude. Yeah. Cause he's getting out there. He's making a quick break, quick route, dump it to him, get up on the ball, run another play. So it's it's perfect scheme for Tom Brady there in Tampa. Yeah, and listen, you know, we we talked about a few of these players, and you know, it's kind of almost seems almost irrelevant right now because a lot of these guys, I guarantee you, uh, they've been picked up already. But there's probably yeah. there may be a handful of guys that have not been picked up in your league, and and I hate to say this, forgive me, I don't want to, but Frank Gore. Is a guy yeah. that you can, yeah. I mean, with Lev Bell being down, Frank Gore is the starter. Um, he can get, get he can get you some cheap points and maybe get you a touchdown. Uh, uh, same with Josh Adams. Uh, you know, the the backup running back there. If if you're having a hard mm-hmm. time, you know, filling a flex spot uh, this week, then Frank Gore may still be available on your waiver wire, and I think he's. I think he could get you a cheap little touchdown. Same goes for someone like Peyton Barber. There, I, I would say Malcolm <laughs> Brown. Malcolm Brown's been picked up uh, in in all these leagues. I would imagine. Oh, but he's some, long gone. Yeah, but Frank Gore and maybe Peyton Barber are a couple of guys that could get you, you know, a, a cheap little touchdown that's just sitting there on the wire right now. So you know, if you're if you're in this league, you're having a you're in a league, you're having a problem at flex, you don't know what to do. You know, you're having to start some turd or something like that. Maybe look, look at Frank Gore. Maybe look at Peyton Barber. It, may, it might pay hey, off Peyton, for you. Peyton. Frank Gore's a he's he's going to be a stud this week, uh, just because Lev Bell's out, right? And Lee Michael <laughs> Lee Michael P Ryan, Lee Michael P Ryan isn't playing either. The yeah, he's still, hurt, right? So who who does that leave at running back for that? Frank Gore. Yep, and that's it. So they're going to roll out there with Frank Gore, and he's going to get the touches. And guess what? Frank Gore can catch the ball too. He's still good, even though he's older than dirt. He is still good. Um, 
but, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking at some other stuff. Peyton Barber, who the hell saw that coming? You know, you got Riverboat Ron out there. He's like, I don't need Adrian Peterson. I got Peyton Barber. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, and, then, and then my brain hurt watching it happen because he ran the ball 17 times for a total of 29 yards or something like that. It was awful. Uh, but he did get two touchdowns. Got the touchdowns. And you know what? You know what matters in fantasy football? Touchdowns. touchdowns. Absolutely. Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. So, so yeah. <clears throat> Peyton Barber, he's their goal line guy. It's obvious. Go pick up Peyton Barber because he's going to be the one that's in there. Everyone was hoping for Antonio Gibson or uh, Bryce Love. You know, Bryce Love, man. Everyone's like really hyped on Bryce Love. And he's like, mm, healthy scratch. I don't need him. What? Yep. I, I was super confused about it. But you know what? It worked out for him and they won. Like, go Washington football team. I don't like them, but it's cool to see them win. Uh, it's just. That's how I felt about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, hell yeah. That's how I felt it's about it. Mania. It meant you, man. How can you not like that guy? Gosh. I know. And you, hey, listen, it's you, awesome. you, you've been on that Jacksonville uh, hype train for a while. I mean, you, you've, you, you've been liking them. Uh, you're not buying into this. Oh, they're the worst team in the league type of stuff. I mean, uh, no, you know. I don't. I, I, Gardner Minshew is a winner. Yeah, the guy wants to win, and, and they've you know got what? great like, receivers. If, if, if the management there, front office, is trying to tank, they got a lot of players out there that they got to go through to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you, those guys don't want to lose, and it showed. They're out there having a blast. Man, they look like they're having fun. And LaVisca Chenault, mm, boy, I love me some LaVisca Chenault. And Keelan mm. Cole goes out there and has a hell of a game, too. It's good to see him back, too, because he had a lot of hype, what was it, the beginning of last year? And yeah. nothing ever came to fruition. He had that. He, yeah, he was good. good good game yeah. yeah and then you know obviously dj chark i mean it's it, oh, they've yeah. got dude, they've dude, got dude, some dude. receiving options there yeah it's awesome yeah. And maybe hey maybe they can go and get a maybe they can go get Allen robinson bring him back bring him back to town oh my gosh oh <laughs> no, my gosh not enough ma- imagine a rob and dj chark and lavisca chanel in the slot oh man that'd be dirty oh that would be dirty. Uh, I'm not and, gonna and, tell you what's happening under this desk. Yeah, you know, in Jacksonville, I like, and one thing I like about Jacksonville is they're not afraid to make moves. You know, me being a a big yeah. Ravens fan, you know, Eric DaCosta has always been pretty proactive on making these deals and making offers and trying mm-hmm. to think outside the box and making these trades. I mean, it, it was like, did you see that the the agreement that the Ravens had to to acquire Jadavian Clowney? Did you see that? No. Oh, man, it was great. Jadavian Clowney wanted to go to Baltimore. That was his preferred destination. I mean, that's all the reports out there. That's where he wanted to go. Baltimore didn't have the cap space. So right. they had a deal in place with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville was going to sign Jadavian Clowney and then trade him to Baltimore for a draft pick and pay half of his salary. So essentially, basically... Jacksonville was going to buy a draft pick from the Ravens by sending Jadavian Clowney there to fit him into, uh, you know, in their salary. That would have been a hell of a move. Oh, that would have been it, a hell of a move. It, it, it was agreed upon. And here's the funny thing is the New Orleans Saints did the same thing with the Cleveland Browns. The Browns were going to sign, <laughs> were going to sign Clowney and trade him to the Saints the same way because the Saints are strapped for cash, but the NFL stepped in and wouldn't allow that to happen. 
So that that would have been some crazy. I mean, that would open up a whole can of worms, you know, moving forward. So I think the NFL just didn't want to deal with that. But that would have been pretty wild. But you know, the 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 thing is, is Jacksonville definitely they're they're open minded. They're always thinking outside the box, and they're not afraid to make a deal. And we've definitely seen that over the last couple of years. So you know, right, right, it is, it is what it is. But uh, so. Let's let's talk about. It. I know there's a lot of people out there probably listening to the show because they're kind of freaking out about some of their players. You know, I mean, there's some guys oh, yeah. that, that that really, really, really uh, didn't perform up to uh, up to the standards. You know, your Saquon Barkley's, your Austin Ecklers, Nick Chubb. You know, some people might be worried about Ronald Jones. You know, James Conner, Miles Sanders. There's a lot of guys out there. Um, that people might be freaking out about. Let's put their mind at ease, or let's tell them that they have a good reason to freak out. And let's start with Saquon. What's your thoughts there? Are you freaking out? Are you worried about Saquon Barkley? I think Saquon Barkley faced the best defense in the NFL. I agree. And, I, you know, I don't say that because I'm a Steelers fan. I say that because if you take a look at anyone's roster in, on defense in the NFL – and you're like, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is. Who who they have playing corner? I don't know who that is. And then pull up the Steelers' defensive roster and read it like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And Devin Bush and T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and Bud Dupree and like, what do you do with that? You you make a monster of a defense. And they had a game plan for Saquon Barkley. They're like, we know we're going to get burned across the middle on a couple routes, right? And Darius Slayton did that to them. It happened, right? And they're like, okay, we're just going to adjust. So next week, or this weekend, rather, we're going to go out there and they're going to, Pittsburgh's going to have it fixed. But we had an answer for Saquon. You know, Saquon's longest rush was seven yards in that game. Seven yards. (laughs) Yeah. And and I want to, that was six total yards rushing. Yeah, I think uh, I, total yards. I think Roethlisberger outrushed him. Yeah, but fifteen carries for six yards. Come on, dude. Right, and then he had six receptions for sixty yards. Now let's not get this misconstrued about what that means. One of his receptions went for thirty-eight yards because Pittsburgh sold out on rushing Daniel Jones, so they sold out completely. And Saquon can do some stuff when he gets a new open field. Oh yeah. Right. So that one of those receptions was for 38 yards. So really, if you take that away, it's five receptions for 22 yards. Yeah, but if you're in a PPR league, I mean that 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 kind of salvaged his day. I mean he he finished in a PPR league in full point PPR. He finished with you know 12.6 points, uh, which is not great. But yeah, man, it it. after watching that, it could have been a lot worse because I mean Pittsburgh was in the backfield. I mean he didn't even he couldn't even make it back oh, to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. No, yeah, and so so where I'm going with all this is Pittsburgh has the best defense in the NFL, right? Miles or sorry Saquon Barkley is gonna bounce back. Saquon Barkley is going to have good games. If you're worried about Saquon Barkley and you play in a fantasy football league with me and you own him, sell him to me. I'll come by. Yeah, yeah, I'll, just like I'll in that. Uh, for Saquon Barkley. What about that dynasty league you and I, uh, you and I are in, where I uh, I picked up yeah, Saquon. Yeah, made a good trade for Saquon. Yeah. What you What you think about that? I gave uh, I gave Dude. Jonathan Taylor and a first rounder 
for and it'll be a late first rounder because I've got a pretty stacked team. I'm liking what I have so yeah. far. Um, but uh, gave him in a first, uh, Jonathan Taylor in a first for Saquon in a third. Tried to get a second. He he stuck to his guns and said do a third. And I'm just like, man, if I can get Saquon, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm buying. Yeah, I mean, John, Jonathan Taylor's got a lot of promise, but he doesn't have the I'm the guy yet. It's just not there yet. He's not a three down back. And it's already. Yeah, the Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines played a factor in me making that deal because I think that Naeem Hines can vulture um, some touchdowns. I don't know via rushing or anything, but, uh, you know, come out of that backfield just like he did this past weekend. I don't know. It's just it's small sample size, one game. But Saquon Barkley is friggin' Saquon Barkley. There is no question right. who the guy is there and who's going to get the ball. Um, and, and, dude, I love me some, some Jonathan Taylor. I like JT a lot, but. Dude, I picked mm-hmm. up Saquon, so yeah. I mean, that that was a great trade. It was a great trade. Yeah, I was pretty so happy I, about that. I so, was a little so, upset that you pulled it off, but you know, <laughs> yeah. those poor guys have no idea what is happening. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, just, like, I'm uh, them. It's great. I I don't know, man. I've made some pretty uh, when I when I inherited that team, it was pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, it was it was rough, and um. I've made some pretty substantial trades in that league where I've picked up, and now it's 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 a super flex league, and I've picked up Lamar Jackson and 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 now Saquon and I mean and I feel bad I feel bad because I traded Leonard Fournette and got J.K. Dobbins in that deal, and then we all know Leonard. I don't know got, how ba- I don't well, I don't know how bad that's going to wind up being. Leonard ah. Fournette played last weekend, and he'd been with the team for a few days, and he was on the field. Yeah, yeah, and then and then we were talking we talk about Lev Bell, and I traded Lev Bell, and uh, got Zach Ertz and and some stuff. Um, I was real happy about that because I just hate 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 Le'Veon Bell, and that was someone <laughs> I inherit I inherited him on that team, and I just wanted to get rid of him. And a guy in that league was just hurting at running back, and believe it or not, it wasn't you, because you're hurting at running back in that league as well, but I am. Um, but this guy was, and he 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 hit me up, and uh, I just, I made that deal, so I was real, real happy about that, but oh, goodness gracious, man, I, I've, I've done, I've made some big-time moves in, in that league, and hopefully now Jonathan Taylor doesn't get hurt just because I traded him, you know, because that seems to be the theme, uh, something bad happens to a guy right after I trade him in that league, so, ugh. Crossing yeah, my fingers. First. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, long story short, neither one of us are worried about Saquon. Listen, some some teams have got it together. There are some some teams that really looked good week one, and there's some that are still uh, figuring got, – got some things to figure out. And in my opinion, uh, the Giants are one of those teams, and they are going to figure it out with Saquon. He's, he's their big-time player. They're going to get the ball in his hands one way or another. They're going to figure it out. They're going to right the ship. And if you can get him at a discount right now, jump all over it is what we're saying. Yep. So, um, so, you know, moving on from Saquon, one that kind of worried me that I am maybe a little worried about is Austin Eckler. Um, it's so strange. The complete opposite happened in that game. The guy had 19 carries. For 84 yards, he had 19 carries. 
Um, but only one catch, and, and it was only for one catch. yeah for three yards. He had one catch. Uh, he he scored in a PPR league nine point seven points. He didn't even score ten points. You know, I, I just can't believe he had nineteen carries. Uh, that sounds delicious, but you need to add, you know, maybe seven catches in this to really, or really make it worth it. Or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, I, th- I think it's an outlier game. I think they're trying to figure out what they want to do on offense. Uh, they were out there trying to trying to win, obviously. You know what I mean? And it was just kind of tough. Week one is they're still feeling some things out. They didn't get preseason games. Uh, I, I I don't think you panic about Eckler yet. Let's give it another weekend here, so we'll see what happens this weekend, and uh, maybe we maybe we can revisit this then. But I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I don't think Tyrod Taylor helps anything there. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I, I, I like for... Austin Eckler a lot. I and, do too. I think he's gonna be ju- I think he's gonna be just fine if he gets in the end zone. You know, maybe two or three more carries and hits that 100-yard mark where a lot of leagues get a bonus. Like, you're looking at a great day for the guy. I wouldn't panic. He just – maybe it just wasn't in the playbook for him to get receptions or it didn't make sense. If the down doesn't make sense for him to get the catch, then they're not going to do that. So they have a script for what they want to do when it's third and whatever, and if that situation doesn't come up, then he's probably not going to get the ball as a reception anyway, like on a third down, which is where you typically would see that. Yeah, I tr- I've tried to acquire him in a couple of leagues. I'm trying to buy low on him. I sent some. Uh, I, I sent a feeler out in, in in one dynasty league, and I said, "Hey, what would you want for him?" And the dude, he asked for Michael Thomas and Tua in this Superflex dynasty, and I was like, Are, M- M- "Michael Thomas, like Michael Thomas, is who you want for Eckler?" And he was like, "Uh, yeah, okay, and bye bye. What? And yeah. bye bye." So, Did yeah, you mean that's Mike Thomas. Yeah, he goes Thomas and Tua <laughs> for Eckler, and I just said Michael Thomas, and uh, yeah, yeah. So that uh, and <laughs> no. is that another touchdown for Nick Chubb? And I believe it is. Wow. Oh, don't do that to me, man. I'm playing against. Oh him in so yeah, many man. I hope some people bought low on him. Speaking of buying low. I started him this uh, this week in one dynasty, and and it kind of hurt me because I started him in my flex over Cooper Cup, and you know, you know, there's not a man in this world that loves Cooper Cup more than me. So I don't know uh, what's his face, Matt Barry at ESPN loves him. Oh, does he? I will fight. I will fight Matthew Barry to the death over Cooper (laughs) Cup. I love me some Cooper Cup, and he's down. He's not in the end zone. Never so, mind. Uh, in, in a fight between you and Matthew Barry, I think I'd have to take you. I I would have to agree. I would have to agree. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's kind of funny. What's he say? Put put it on the board. Put it on the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to love that man back in the day. Man. Oh, okay, Matthew Barry. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so you know, we were talking about Saquon. We're talking about Eckler. We're we're not worried about Eckler. They're going to write that ship just like Saquon. So the next guy on the list was Nick Chubb. So yep. uh, I don't really know what to where to go with this because he's looking uh, he's looking great tonight against the Bengals. It is the Bengals. I mean, just like we were kind of talking that Saquon was playing against the the Steelers defense. Well, Nick Chubb was playing against the Ravens defense, and the 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 fact that they went down so quick by so many points it really dictated a lot of 
uh, a lot of that game script for them. And so, you know, yeah, Kareem, Kareem got, Hunt was he, touching he the ball got, a lot. Yeah, Nick Chubb just got game scripted out. I wouldn't yeah. worry about him. Right now, it's it's proof. We're sitting here watching the game as we do this podcast, right? Yeah. And what Nick Chubb's stat line's like 15 for 71, a touchdown, one reception for nine yards. He's like 16 points in a, in a PPR league. That's pretty damn good. I'll take that all day from Nick Chubb. And he might, you know, they might bang it in. Yeah, they might bang it in with him because he was he was about a yard, about a half a yard short on this touchdown. So I would say they might bang it in with him and just make sure they. I'd uh, rather them throw it to Tyler Boyd or Kareem Hunt. But yes, you are correct. I and don't I think, think Tyler Boyd plays for the Browns. Uh, he's a Bengal. Sorry, it's a okay. Bengal. My bad. So it's okay. I'm just looking at my I'm looking at my <laughs> league and I'm like I'm losing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. We'll see there. So so I don't think none of these guys got if if you all are Saquon owner, if you're an owner of Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, chill out. It's going to be fine. Yep. They're yep. they're going to be just fine. Don't go definitely don't don't trade them now. I mean, you're selling. You'd be selling them probably at their lowest value. I, I've got me. You know me, man. I will trade anyone. I will trade anyone at any time in the right deal. But uh, one of the things that's made me so successful is I do not sell low on anyone, man. I will wait and 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 sell them at their highest value if if at all. But I definitely don't freak out and go, oh God, I got to I got to trade Saquon. I, I, I what am I going to do with Eckler? I'm not going to do that. You know, uh, you know the next yeah, take, running back. Take advantage of those panic people. Take advantage of those panic. Absolutely, people. gosh, I love them. God, I mm-hmm. love them. I love them. So, so what about Ronald Jones? I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, we were kind of talking about Fournette there. Are you one of these guys that thinks Fournette's going to eventually take over this backfield full time, or do you think he's going to, as the as the season progresses, he's going to be that kind of thorn in the side? Uh, where he's going to be vulturing some touchdowns. I mean, what do you think? If you're a Rojo owner, um, how would you feel? I'd feel like he's getting Peyton Barbered. So, so uh, I think I think eventually, you know, Rojo's more familiar with the system. Leonard Fournette's only been there for a couple weeks, and Rojo eventually is going to get phased out some. I think Rojo's going to wind up backing up Leonard Fournette Leonard Fournette proved last year that he's also got good hands. He had like 71 receptions last year, which is just stupid. That's that's crazy. I think he had 76 receptions, I believe. 70, 76? Uh, it was up there somewhere. I knew it was 70-something. Yeah, it it's crazy. But either way, like that's a lot, right? And uh, Tom Brady loves doing that. Uh, circa James White, like the guy gets a ton of targets, right? And yeah. I think you're going to see that a little more with Leonard Fournette as he gets more comfortable and familiar with the system there. So, uh, for all you Rojo owners, I think it, it may be time to panic, and he may wind up dying on your roster because I don't think anyone's going to trade for him. I don't know. Do you think you would? Would you try and sell him now? I mean, if 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 Fournette is going to take over that role, I mean. Ronald, his so his you could get tri- you, yeah, you could get tricky with it. Uh, go find a Fournette owner, sell them to him. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Here I you go. Th- would would you if if you had Rojo? Would you take a third rounder for him? If I had Rojo, mm-hmm. would I take a third round? Sell, yeah, would you sell for a third rounder? No. 
I don't think so. Second rounder. Yes. So, even if it's late. Uh, probably. It depends if you're in a. Uh, I probably. Uh, I don't know. It'd be close. If I, if I thought it was going to be a high second, then yes. But there's still that potential for goal line carries, and that you know Bruce Arians keeps saying Ronald Jones is our guy. He's our guy. He's our guy. And I know he's kind of said that uh, a few years ago. Who was that? Uh, who was that guy in Arizona that they had uh, Andre Ellington or whatever? They he, he was kind of saying yeah. that stuff with him. He said the same thing with Ellington, and it you know it was kind of a big fat lie. But he keeps it was. he keeps saying that that you know Rojo's our guy. And there again, I think if I'm selling him now uh, and I got a third-round pick, I mean, what's a third-round pick going to do for me? I think the potential, the the ceiling with Rojo, even if he gets, you know, a couple of touchdowns, you know, a touchdown here, they're a touchdown each game. I don't know. But I I like what I can get out of Ronald Jones a lot more than what I would get out of a third round. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to get in a third round of, a say, a rookie draft, you know? Right. So so let's talk – Let's revisit this in two weeks. Yes, let's do that. Let's definitely do that. Um, yeah. So, so because it could wind up, and Leonard Fournette comes out there, and you know, next it, it, two weeks from now, Ronald Jones has uh, six carries for twenty-one yards and no receptions, and you're like, "Hey, would you take a third rounder for him?" Hell yeah! You know, like he's done. It's obvious that he's not the alpha dog there. So we'll we'll come back to it. Let's visit it in like two weeks. Yeah. So what do you think about James Conner? I mean, you're a, you're a, you're a Steelers guy. That is your team. Why? Why are you doing this to me? Anyway, uh, James Conner. I thought he was going to smash a lot of things this year, like you know, with with running, and he's going to get massive yardage and have you know a great season. The only thing he smashed was his body again. So. I don't know what's going on with him. He looked like he was walking fine on the sideline to me. They said he had something wrong with his ankle. I don't know what's happening. Apparently he's practicing and he's going to play, but I don't understand. And if they put him in back as a starter and what happens when he goes back in there and does the same thing he did last week, which is six carries for nine yards. Gosh. And then two receptions was on four targets. He had two drops. Like the ball was like in his hands twice, and they just like he just bobbled it around and it hit the ground. But I just don't see. I love James Conner, and I want him to be good. I just don't think that he's the right fit behind that O line, and I said that before. Like the offensive line there was built for patience, i.e., Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. Right now, yeah. Benny Snell is a little more of that type of runner where he will wait for the gap. James Conner just tries to run through people. Like he's a power running back. So maybe if they were smart, they would save James Conner for things like goal line carry. Yeah. You go smash some people. Fine. Do it on the goal line. Otherwise we need to get some yards. So I, I think Benny Snell, man, he just, he went out there and proved like, Hey, I have good vision. I find the hole and I go. And that's what he did. And he's a small, he's a small dude. He's built to to run the way Pittsburgh is going to block. So, yeah. I, I I like James Conner. I'm scared of the injury. I don't know that he is good at staying healthy. He's already proven that he's not. He was healthy coming in to Week One, and he's already hurt. 
Exactly. I mean, he's am a whole. Am I panicking? Uh, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you I are. I don't even. I, I. I. I don't know. I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do, and that's weird because I do a ton of research about Pittsburgh, but I. I just don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to treat him. I don't know the plans for the backfield. For now, I'm pretty sure Benny Snell is going to start on Sunday. But is James Conner going to come in, or are they just going to ride a hot hand? What do you do with the running backs in Pittsburgh? I, I think we may have to wait another week or week or two or three to really f- figure that out. So, and and that's unfortunate for fantasy football, but Pittsburgh is going to Pittsburgh, and yep, you know wh- whoever can run the ball is who's going to get it. So. He's a guy that I'm holding on to. I'm not trading him because I mean I, I couldn't imagine you get a whole lot for him right now. I would, he's one of those guys, and, and I think we didn't we say this uh, one of our shows where hey man like if if James Conner balls out the first couple of weeks, go sell high on him. I think you know one of our yeah buy low sell yeah, yeah, high yeah. you know shows we did uh, we said that um, because he's going to get hurt. I mean he just cannot. Uh, stay healthy and man he didn't even make it through the first friggin week man not even the first week so that yeah, it just kills me wild to me and, and, and speaking of these guys um that are here's another guy i have never been high on i've never uh, i don't buy into him i've never been a believer and i never will be and that's miles sanders miles sanders to me i mean this guy can't even i mean his hamstrings and you know what can we what can we expect from him? They're saying he may play this week, but man, he, he might tweak he, something. He just practiced. He just practiced in full. Yeah, he's go. He's gonna start on Sunday. So everyone picking up all the backup Eagles running backs and plugging them in are gonna be really, really upset. I think it was more precautionary. They probably didn't feel like we're not gonna need Miles Sanders on Sunday against the Washington Football Team. Turns out they needed some talent to beat the Washington Football Team. And they didn't take Miles Sanders with them because he just wasn't ready to go. So I think they gave him an extra week to heal, to be good to go. And I think he's ready to rock. So if you have Miles Sanders, fire him up. I'm not worried about him. I'm not at all. I think he's one of the best running backs in the league. And I know you don't buy him. You're a a Penn State guy. I get it. It's not about being Penn State. It's it's not about that. The guy guy is is very talented. He was five-star recruit out of high school. He got stuck behind Saquon Barkley at Penn State, so there's the Penn State thing. But he he's just as good. They just just wait, just wait. the The biggest problem is Philadelphia. But you're gonna see a new Miles Sanders this year. He's gonna go out there and ball. Well, man, I hope for those Miles Sanders owners that you're right because I have never. He's just a guy that I have I have never drafted and probably never will. I have stayed very very far away from him i'm just not i'm just not a believer and, and, and it's not just miles it's not just him it's not i'm hating on him but it's like you know philly is always kind of they're always toying around with bringing in other running backs i mean they were talking with LeSean mccoy and devonta freeman and you know guys like that it's just you know they were talking with uh oh gosh what was his name it signed with seattle um uh, to back up Carlos uh, Hyde. Yeah, they were talking with Carlos Hyde. Yeah, you know, it's like the, I'm surprised they haven't brought anyone else in. Um, but if Miles Sanders can stay healthy and he gets and he is a true three down back, which he he definitely is. He's got all the talent in the world. Um, mm-hmm. 
man, you know, there there is some good ceiling there for him. I just I want to see him stay healthy. I just I, I just need to see it before I can believe it. And just right now, I just don't. Um, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not that's, trying that's to trying to be I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to hate on the guy. It's just I just hadn't seen it. Hadn't seen it yet. It's 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 like some of those Joe Mixon truthers. Like I'm I'm kind of like right through there with Joe Mixon. He's got a lot of talent. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm like that with Joe Mixon too. The team doesn't help. Yeah, and, and that's that may be the case with Miles Sanders. And similar argument for Saquon Barkley. But Saquon's going to Saquon. I think Miles Sanders is going to Miles Sanders. He's going to get his ball out. But it's just a matter of, you know, when's that going to happen? He's got to be healthy. So, do you own Miles Sanders in any league that we're in together? Nope, I do not. I have Damn, never I ever. Gonna, I was gonna. I was gonna buy. I have never owned man. Miles Sanders uh, in any league. I've I've never had him. And as we're saying this, Joe Burrow gets stripped. Uh, yep. Gets stripped to the, right yep, on the goal line. Right on the goal line. So maybe another Nick Chubb because I mean they tried to bang it in three, you know, a couple plays there with Nick Chubb and they couldn't. I mean they couldn't budge an inch. And they, they gave it up on the fourth down there, which was just awful. So maybe they try and bust it in with him again, you know. So any of those Nick Chubb uh, owners that were kind of freaking out or some of those people that picked him up on the cheap, um, you know, mm-hmm. that this this might uh, this might prove to pay off for you and they're not handing it off to him. It's a throw to Hooper and he's out of bounds. Never mind. All right. Oh, <laughs> Anyways. You're, 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 you, dude, you're like 30 seconds ahead of me right now, so. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. We'll see what uh, YouTube see what TV. Yeah, it's all good, man. So, so man, what's some of your biggest surprises? You know, so far, you know, after week one, you know, I mean, we kind of yeah, talked let, about. Let's let's cruise through this, man. Surprises. Yeah. I think we can kind of make this a, a quicker portion of our podcast. Yeah, we can. We've been we've been like talking. You yes, know what I mean? we yes, we have. Yes, we have. So, surprises so far. For me, uh, we made a list together. Um, <clears throat> and Nick Chubb touchdown. There and Jimmy Graham, right? I, oh, there it is. Yes. Well, don't worry about Nick Chubb, everyone. Yep. Nick Chubb's fine. Yep. He's good against the Bengals. Yep. He's good against the Bengals. So when they play the Bengals again this year, fire up Nick Chubb. <laughs> so we'll see how they do against uh, real defenses. He should be okay through the season. It's just a matter of, you know, the opportunity. You get down down on the goal line, Nick Chubb's going to get a touchdown. That's just how they're going to do it. So, anyways, back to surprises. You put, what, Paris Campbell, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I, I, you know, Paris. Uh, who else did you put on here? Yeah, I put Paris Campbell, Jimmy Graham, Russell Gage, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson, Miles Gaskin. Uh, uh, we even. Yeah. Yeah, we just kind of talked about that. You know, Paris Campbell, you know, he got nine targets. He had 71 yards. Um, and even had a rush for nine yards, which was pretty, uh, pretty wild there. Um, yeah, I think that was like a little like jet sweep sort of thing going mm-hmm, through the mm-hmm. backfield. Uh, it, it, I mean, it worked. And Paris Campbell, I would say I'm surprised, but I'm really not. I I feel like he fits the mold of what uh, what's his face Philip Rivers is looking for. You know, you look at the the magic he had with Keenan Allen, and I think Paris Campbell is the comparable. Keenan Allen in that in that offense, like T.Y. Hilton is just not a, a bigger receiver. So, no, and, yeah, and T.Y. has been getting hurt. Uh, I'd I'd say, yeah, I, I see Paris Campbell 
Like if you can go get him, it, it may be too late. It might not be. I don't know. I think you're going to pay about an average price for Paris Campbell right now, but I, I'd go get him. He's a, he's a surprise to me a, a little bit. I didn't see nine targets coming, so that's surprising. No, not at all. You know, you know, but um, I I I like Paris Campbell coming out as a rookie, and I'm happy he's healthy. I think he he had some injury issues and stuff, and he's out there and he. He, he was great coming out of college. So it's good to finally see it come to fruition. Yeah, and what do you think about Jimmy Graham? I mean, Jimmy Graham got seven targets, and, and, and that was pretty surprising. Well, in a way, I, I did read a lot of reports and talked to a lot of people that uh, talked about the Bears and, and their Bears fans and said that uh, Jimmy Graham's they feel that they can use him like he hasn't been used in the last few years and that he's going to be the primary, you know, end zone target, not just their red zone target, but, you know, they're going to be looking to him uh, in the end zone quite a bit. And, and they absolutely did. I picked him up in a league to uh, as a backup tight end. He was, he was on – I mean, he's on a waiver wire in so many leagues, and he's still on the waiver wire out there. Uh, in yeah. a lot of leagues, people still didn't pick him up because they're not going to believe in him. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'd go grab him up um, because he is going to be uh, most likely their go-to guy in the end zone. And he's yeah, going to get yeah. you. I, some of the other stuff's concerning, though. You know, you talk about PPR. You definitely, you're going to need to be in a PPR league for that to be advantageous to go get Jimmy Graham. Because he, he only had three catches on seven targets. <laughs> for a whole 25 yards. That's not a lot. Yeah, but there's a lot of tight ends out there that don't get a whole lot of targets. I mean, you've got your your, your Mark Andrews, your your Kelsey's, your Kittles, your Zach Ertz, and now Dallas Goddard and, uh, Mark, and, and Darren Waller. But a lot of guys after that, they really don't get a whole lot of targets. So what really separates them um, from the rest is touchdowns. Um, so this can be a guy that uh, in, in a lot of leagues went undrafted. Uh, that can certainly, certainly help you out. I'm not going to say he's going to score a touchdown every week, but um, he he could be a guy you could pick up off the waiver wire. You know, midseason yeah. he could have five or six touchdowns, um, and somebody that's desperate for a tight end because they, you know, they were they were a Blake Jarwin owner or something like that. You know, you might be able to do something with him. You might be able to get something out of him. Maybe get a second rounder or something. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying pick him up and start him every week, but, man, I think he could put up some pretty surprising numbers. And Jimmy Graham's a guy that I've stayed away from for the last several years. He, he made my list of guys that I just won't touch. You know, your, yep. a, your A.J. Greens, your, your, your Le'Veon Bells, there's a lot of those guys that I will just never have on my team again. And I said that about Jimmy Graham, and I might have to eat, eat those words because – like I said, I think he's going to be a sneaky, you know, seven or eight touchdown guy this year uh, easily because he is their their go-to guy in the end zone. So, yeah, that's just somebody to keep an eye out on. And he's he, you can get him for free. So, I mean, why not snatch, you know, snatch him up and put him on the bench? So, um, you know, who else we got on this list of our surprises so far? Russell Gage. I mean, that guy had, a, what, about 100 million targets? Twelve. I mean, they all got like twelve targets. Yeah, that's right true. between Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage. I mean, Matt Ryan's throwing the ball to three people. Obviously, Hayden Hurst's a little bit disappointment there. Uh, I know you're you're still high on Hayden Hurst. I'm not. I don't think he's going to get the targets. He's just he's not Austin Hooper. 
and maybe once he gets some more rapport with Matt Ryan, that'll happen, but it's not going to be anytime soon. But Russell Gage, nobody's paying attention to because everybody's wild about Calvin Ridley. Yeah. If you can go get Russell Gage, likely you can get him. It may be too late because waivers have cleared, I don't know, a couple times this week already in some leagues. So, you know, go out there. Russell Gage, that's G-A-G-E. For those of you that don't know who he is, we didn't either. So, uh, well, last year he got a couple – he had a couple good games last year, but nothing major that was like, I'm going to go grab this guy. And then this year, man, he he really st- – stood out there in week one so well keep an we, eye on him i'm not going to go buy high on him you know like i just i don't trust that he's going to continue that sort of tear well i'll tell season. you it's uh not very sustainable we had uh we one of our writers at dynastyprosfootball.com is 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 matt kelly and matt mm-hmm. kelly wrote an article uh gosh a month and a half ago about russell gage yeah. And he said this is a guy to keep an eye on, and he talked about it a lot. And, uh, you know, how good does he have to feel right now? Now, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen with Gage is he's going to have a mediocre game. He's going to catch three catch- – he's going to have three catches for 36 yards, and then people are going to drop him, and they're going to go chase him points again, and he's going to get dropped uh, here in the next couple of weeks possibly. And if that happens, then maybe you can pick him up. It It's going to be really, really hard to find yourself in a scenario where you, you feel comfortable starting – Russell Gage in your fantasy right. league. Um, but, you know, bye weeks will be coming up. Um, you might have a, an injury or two where you might need somebody in your flex, and he could be sneaky. So just, if, if he's gone in your league already, someone, you know, got him and, you know, free agency off the waiver wire, keep an eye on him because he might he might get dropped in a couple of weeks for someone else. Uh, go snatch him up then. If, you, if you've got the spot, go get him. Go get him. So. Anyways, what do you think about Robbie Anderson, man? The guy had six yep. catches for 114 yards and a TD. I don't believe it. You sure? I don't believe it. I you don't sure? Trust it. Yeah, he had one long catch that was that really put him over that 100 yard mark. But I don't. I I, I hold him like right there along with the, the Russell Gage thing. Now Robbie Anderson's only thing is he's a burner, so he goes out there. He, there's a good chance. You know, he's kind of a boom bust kind of guy for me. Yeah. And I, I think you're you're gonna have more bust weeks than boom. I think week one, again, teams are still getting a feel for things. They don't know how to cover Robbie Anderson because they haven't seen him on that team in that scheme. They don't know what's gonna happen. And then he goes out and cooks them. Now teams can adjust, defenses can adjust for him. I don't think Robbie Anderson has that kind of week the rest of the season. You don't think it affects that uh, – now, wasn't Matt Rule his college coach? Mm, maybe. I believe uh, I believe yeah, that's I where so. Robbie Anderson played yeah. in college was for Matt Rule. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just kind of – you know, I thought that was kind of uh, an interesting little uh, tidbit, you know, there. But, yeah, I, I like Robbie Anderson. I, I do. But he, you would think that he doesn't fit the, the mold, you know, with a Teddy Bridgewater, you know, because when you think of Bridgewater, you don't think of him chucking the ball down the field. So a lot of people are like, "Why would I want Robbie Anderson? He's not gonna, <laughs> he's not gonna be yeah. throwing you know fifty yard passes down. You know that's just not Bridgewater's game. But he sure as heck did. So right. <laughs> Anyways, so you know we talked about some of these players that are surprises so far. Let me. This is something I wanted to ask you. What do you think about Juju? I mean, last year Juju was just kind of like lost in the fray. I mean, <clears throat> people were Juju owners, and that oh, was just a huge disappointing year. 
Um, but man, gosh, he looked good. He looked good on uh, on Sunday, but or or, or Monday, my bad. Uh, but yeah. there was something that you and I kind of talked about that you know Juju didn't get all the targets. You know, he he didn't even have the most targets on that team. You know, you want to talk? You know, kind of elaborate on that. Yeah. So the 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 surprise for me and why I put that on the list here for us was, you know. Juju had six receptions on six targets. Well, that's awesome. I mean, he caught touchdowns, and that's great. Um, but honestly, the guy that got the most targets was none other than Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson had 10 targets. And a lot of that, I believe, has now he only had six receptions, so he dropped a couple balls. But. Uh, there was one play that they were just kind of all off on, and he got hit in the back with the ball. Ben threw it to him, and then none of the receivers on the right side of the field looked like there was supposed to be a pass play happening. So I think that was just a miscommunication thing for that play specifically, but he dropped a couple other ones. Um, but honestly, Deontay Johnson, with 10 targets, uh, he uh, he got more than Juju, and that's surprising to me. Because Juju's the number one receiver. But it makes sense, and this is why. Ben Roethlisberger did not throw a long ball at all. It's a nice, easy pass for him to throw to Deontay Johnson, who's running slot slot receiver routes. So is Deontay Johnson going to be a target hog? I think so. I think Juju is a slightly better receiver still, but he has to go out a little further for that ball. Ben's got to throw a little further, and you may not see that happen as much this year because he's still trying to figure out, is my elbow healthy? So, so far, so good, and I don't know when they're going to be willing to push that. So, yep, there you go, yeah. Juju, less targets, that's why. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. So, you know, let's, we've kind of, we've kind of talked on our buy low, you know, sell high candidates, so we kind of zoomed through these. I mean, we talked about some guys you could buy low on. Hopefully, maybe you bought low on Nick Chubb uh, or Saquon, uh, Austin Eckler. You, you were kind of talking about Robbie Anderson a second ago. What do you think about DJ Moore? Uh, is he someone that maybe you'd, you'd still maybe buy low on? I don't know that you're buying low on DJ Moore. I think that just because he's out there and he's not that super name for some reason here again at the beginning of the season, it's like people forgot. And then he just kind of had a, a kind of mediocre game. Yeah, but people. Four receptions on nine targets. Like, And if you can go buy low because, like, look, hey, the guy only got 9.4 fantasy points. It's not a lot. You know what I mean? So – you go out there and offer somebody, I think that DJ Moore is still the number one receiver on that team over Robbie Anderson. Oh, I absolutely agree. 100%. But there's some people that might be freaking out. That might have been their first receiver they took, their wide receiver one. And now they're kind of yeah. tripping out because, you know, they're thinking, oh, not not in this offense. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to put up wide receiver one numbers, you know, so. Yeah, so yeah. go out there and take advantage of that guy. Absolutely. But hey, man, how you, how you feeling about DJ Moore? I'll give you this for him, and, and figure it out. See what see what his team needs. If his team needs, uh, I don't know, a running back. See what you got. You know, go yeah. out there. Maybe a lot of people find themselves tight end needy because uh, Talia, you know, tight end landscape is atrocious. I'm gonna steal that from the backer of Fantasy Show. <laughs> These guys are awesome, but they they have that saying, Talia, tight end landscape is atrocious, and it is. 
So a lot of teams are really struggling out there. And if you can throw someone out there, I don't even know. I'm going to throw it out there, for instance, in this game. You got C.J. Uzoma out there balling out. Yep. Like, uh, why? I don't know. But he's on my bench in a bunch of leagues because I didn't trust what happened last week, and I should have. He's out there with 14.9 points right now. Yeah, and Giovanni Bernard almost sniped up. He almost vultured a touchdown, and now they're handing it to Mixon, and and he just lost about four yards on a first and goal at the one. You know, sitting there oh, watching the sitting there watching this game, man, and I'm completely going off subject here, but I it, this this just <laughs> this irks me. But I'm watching a commercial for Kentucky Fried Chicken for KFC. Okay, yum. Okay, I love KFC, but. They seriously have a promotion going right now. Commercials are all centered around freaking French fries. Like, guess what? We have French fries now. Like, oh crap! Like, did anyone? Well, they gotta advertise it. Yeah, but um, but dude, French fries have been around for a long, long time. Like, you, (laughs) like. I don't have to sell. You have to. You're bringing me in, like, oh shit, man! I wasn't gonna go to KFC at all, but you know, I'm about to rethink this whole thing because they got French fries. They got French fries. They got French fries. Oh my gosh! Like, hey, KFC. Yeah, welcome. You know, welcome to 1985. I mean, when I mean, (laughs) golly, it's just the goofiest thing I can watch. PepsiCo and a Frito Lay Corporation. They gotta do something because they took a bunch of fan favorites off the Taco Bell menu. So, like, you know what? We'll make up for it with all this KFC talk about combo restaurants. We took away your Mexican pizza, but you can get French fries. Hold on. Time out. Now you just brought it. Friggin' Taco Bell had French fries before KFC. You know? They did? They did. did you, oh, my God. Did you not ever have the nacho fries at Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. I forgot about oh those. Oh, my gosh. Those yeah. things were hey, fantastic. Do you, when, do you remember when Wendy's had a taco bar? I do. I do. Yeah, it was so good. Do you remember, do, they need to bring that back. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, but man, I love those nacho fries. But it's just so silly that, like, you're really running ads because you have freaking French fries. Like, yeah, you know, they got money to spend. I guess that's pretty wild. But anyways, we, that, that that was way way off topic there. So we're not worried about DJ Moore. <laughs> we're not. We're not. You know, if you can get him and maybe buy low on him, buy low on Austin Eckler. You know, get Saquon. You know me, man. I I, I think. I really, really like Hayden Hurst, and I think Hayden Hurst has a good game on Sunday. He's a guy that if you could get for next to nothing, I still believe in him. I might uh, you know, have to eat my words on this, but I really think Hayden Hurst is going to be a, a top, you know, gosh, maybe top 10 tight end this year, uh, maybe even top seven-ish, you know, top six, top seven-ish. I'm really going there with him. Um, so I still believe uh, but he's a guy, if I can get him cheap, I'm going to. And I think you can get him fairly cheap right now because people are kind of freaking out about him. Deshaun Watson's another guy. What's your thoughts on Deshaun Watson? Would you be targeting him? I mean, th- this is a guy I probably wouldn't target him right now because, you know, he did, did okay. You know, oh, he put up oh, like oh. put up 20-something points. Who, who just scored? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely target Deshaun Watson now. What, what about uh, wait? How about we wait on him because he plays Baltimore – on Sunday, Uh-oh, maybe that, that's fair, you know. And let's not pick him up now yeah. and start him against the Ravens. Let's let's wait until he gets past the Ravens here, because he's probably not going to put up a whole lot against them. And then maybe you can even get him at a, at a cheaper price. Yeah, and they're trying to figure out their offense still without Nuke, so they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. 
and they're trying to figure out what to do. So, you know, after a week two here against Baltimore, you're probably right. Like Deshaun Watson's probably not going to have a very good game. So go out there and, and try to buy low on him. Uh, and I like our whole list here, except for Nick Chubb, obviously. You know, you have an opportunity. These guys coming off of a bad week one, go out there and be like, hey, this guy didn't have a very good week. It's not looking good for him in the offense. Talk to the people that you're trading with. Sometimes you'll be like, you know what? You're right, and I'll take a second-round pick for this guy or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. You know, th- throw it in the trade calculator if you're if you're really unsure about what you want to do. Right? Don't use that as you're like, this is why I'm trading you because the points match. That, that doesn't always make sense. It's got to make sense for both teams. So find that guy that, that has a hole in his team and fill that hole. But go y- use someone that's maybe just a little bit lesser value than the person you're trying to get and, and sell it in that aspect. Be like, hey, this guy's not going to – he's not doing real well. I'll take him. And I'll yeah. give you this guy to fill the hole in your team. Exactly. I mean, that's that's some guys, you know, we said maybe buy low on because we do think there's several players that, you know, that were on our list for this show, for this episode, that we think is going to bounce back in, in week two. And, and one of those guys was Nick Chubb, and he's mm-hmm. looking good so far. Saquon's another one. I said Hayden Hurst. I mean, we, we still think – the, the the Chargers have come out and said that it is a priority to get the ball into Austin Eckler's hands. So yeah. so that's another one. And then DJ Moore was another guy that we think is going to have a a bounce back week this uh, this weekend. So yeah yeah we're we're kind of on board uh, the same same place. There. I think the only one we're kind of we defer on is is Hayden Hurst. So you know we we talked about some of these buy lows and before we wrap up the show, let's talk about some guys that maybe you want to sell on and 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 we talked about Naeem Hines earlier. Um, yep. And 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 we talked about Robbie Anderson and the and the 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 points he put up. Uh, what's some other guys to you that you might that you would probably sell high on right now? <laughs> The sell high on Sammy Watkins. You can always find that guy. It's like, yeah, he's on the Kansas City offense, and Tyreek Hill didn't have a very good game. So I'm going to go buy up some Sammy Watkins because that, that's the guy. Sammy Watkins always has a great week one. Doesn't he? Go sell him. Yep. Yeah, go sell him. What's it going to hurt? You know, you go out there, would you take a, 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 would you take a single first-round pick for Sammy Watkins? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yes, yes, 100%. I'd take a right. second Go rounder for him. Round pick. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm. Eh, I don't know. Right. I think I'd make that decision after this weekend here. But uh, I'm not a Sammy Watkins truther by any means. But there are times when it's like Tyreek Hill gets hurt, and then you, you got Sammy Watkins. So I, I, I'm on board with the first. Any first. I'll take any first for Sammy Watkins. So I have Sammy Watkins in some leagues, guys. And if you're listening, come get him. Um, <laughs> I, I will sell him to you for a first round pick. He is for sale. So, so what him, about Will Fuller? Will yeah. Fuller. You know, Will Fuller's one. Yeah. I, I'm a Notre Dame guy and I love Will Fuller, but I mean, he is the James Conner of wide receivers, or maybe James Conner's the <laughs> maybe James Conner's the Will Fuller of running backs. But regardless, yeah. those guys put up points when they're on the field. But golly, they can't stay healthy for for anything. Um, yeah. Do you sad. think you can really? I mean, do you think you can really get much out of Will Fuller? Because I mean, anybody, everyone knows that it's only a matter of time before he gets hurt again. So right. I, mean, I mean, do you think this will be this? 
this will be the season he proves us all wrong and stays healthy for 16 games. Man, I hope so. I hope or so. Watch, watch that. He won't get hurt. He'll get COVID. Oh, gosh. I hope, no, I hope not. I hope not. Like, I, it, was, it was a joke. I don't really yeah. hope Will Fuller gets COVID. No. Um, but but it'll be something. It will be something. And He's clearly the go-to guy in that offense at, at wide receiver. I mean, he's fantastic. You, you could almost argue that sometimes, though, when he was healthy and, and DeAndre Hopkins was there. He was like his equal in the field for targets. Will Fuller had some amazing games, even with DeAndre Hopkins there. So, I, I like Will Fuller. He just got to stay healthy. Jamison Crowder, uh, he had a heck of a game with seven receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. That's not going to be an overweek thing for Jamison Crowder. I, I think you're going to see some more involvement from Chris Herndon. Uh, some other receivers there are going to step up. You may see Brashad Perryman getting more comfortable with the system. Not a huge Perryman fan, but yeah, Jamison Crowder, go sell him. He he. He's a little banged up right now, I think, though. So, are you back? Yeah, I, I, I'm here. I'm here. I was sneezing, and I muted. Oh, okay. And uh, I thought I unmuted, and I started talking about Jamison Crowder, and uh, then nothing happened, and then there, and you started talking about him, so it was kind of funny. But no, no, no. <laughs> I, I agree. He had seven catches for 115 yards, like you said, and a touchdown, but I think he can kind of hold his value. I think he's going to be the go-to receiver there. Um, I, it just depends on what you're going to give me for him. Uh, but if I if I've Fair. got him on my team, I might be holding on to him. I'm not giving him away by any means. I'm not trying to dish him off, you know, like a Sammy Watkins or or maybe a Robbie Anderson or you know, because I think you know a Jameson Crowder and Naeem Hines, those guys can can hold some value uh, and actually be you know give you a little bit of value this year. Now a guy that I am kind of on the fence about is Malcolm Brown. Um, mm, yeah. You know he you know he had 18 carries for 79 yards and a touch. Uh, in a TD, but he also had three catches for 31 yards. I mean, the guy scored 26 fantasy points, which is very, very nice. But do we do we see Cam Akers taking over that backfield? I mean, everybody thinks that's going to happen, or is Malcolm Brown going to be that goal line guy? Is he going to be that thorn in the side? I mean, what what's your thoughts there? So I like Cam Akers a lot. However, uh, you know, we're, we're on this the sell high thing for Malcolm Brown. I don't know that you're selling high. I think if you're in a win-now situation, you hold on to Malcolm Brown because Malcolm Brown has proven even when Gurley was out, Malcolm Brown would commit stats. Like yeah. The guy is not a slouch at running back at all. I don't see Cam Akers, a rookie, coming in and unseating Malcolm Brown, who they brought back on purpose. Right? They had, He signed his tender, so he couldn't go anywhere. You know, I, I've always kind of kept an eye on Malcolm Brown because I believe when he was in high school, he was like the number one. So, he was like the number one yeah. rated like running back coming out of high school, went to college, just never kind of, never really lived up to yeah. the hype, and then made it to the NFL. But you know, he's got a lot of talent, um, and that offense loves to give the ball to the running back, the goal line. So I mean, Todd Gurley's proved that for the last few years. So you know, they they definitely will do that. So mm-hmm. yeah. If you're selling, I don't know who's going to give you a whole lot for a Malcolm Brown right now, but maybe if he still puts up these numbers over the next few weeks, if he does it for the next few weeks, maybe, you, like you said, maybe you hold on to him because like this might be a thing every week, and uh, I just hit a home run on my waiver wire, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, not a lot of people have Malcolm Brown. Uh, most of the people that do are ex-girly owners. So, you know, they just kind of handcuffed him because they know if Gurley would ever go out, 
Malcolm Brown was coming in and he was the guy. Now, Cam Akers next year, for sure. I, I, I like Cam Akers in a, in a dynasty format. He's a good stash. I would go, if you're a Malcolm Brown owner, may, owner maybe go buy low on Cam Akers. Yeah. Like, hey, Malcolm Brown's the dude. Like, Cam Akers is not the guy that you think you drafted. Otherwise, Malcolm Brown would not be the dude. Right? And then what did you just do? You just bought your own backup. And I'm not a big fan of owning an entire backfield in a lot of places, but this is a, a situation where Malcolm Brown is not the long-term answer there. And Cam Akers very well could be that guy. I think he is, and I think Malcolm Brown's just kind of holding down the fort, you know, and, and, and just um, he's a little bit more trustworthy. He's better in pass protection, things like that. So, uh, so yeah. let's, be, let's be real here. Cam Akers was on the field. He had mm-hmm. 14 rushes. Mm-hmm. 14. Which Malcolm Brown had 18. That's not that big of a split difference. The, the problem is Cam Akers only went for 39 yards for a whole 2.8 yards per carry. So that, that's not great. Um, he did have a reception, which is fine for four yards. But, yeah. you know, I think, I think they're kind of feeling him out now. But honestly, Malcolm Brown is, is the guy there. So stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I you know, it kind of wraps up, uh, wraps up the show. I hope we uh, help some folks out there. Um, you know, if you're kind of freaking out about some of your players that you've taken pretty high in your drafts, we're telling you to kind of hold off. You're fine. Uh, everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. It's um, one calm. Yeah, down. yeah. You know, maybe some guys to uh, maybe take a look at on your waiver wire if if you've lucked up and got some of these guys, kind of give you an idea what to do with them. So. Um, you know, other than that, you know, we appreciate everyone listening to the show. And, and, and if you can, if you get an extra minute, uh, you know, give us a, a review. You know, go to Apple, go to, you know, iTunes, go anywhere and drop us a review. It just helps us out. Right, Rob? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like, go on there, you know, hit that subscribe button. That helps us. It helps us be found. When people are searching for, like, oh, they want to listen to this fantasy football podcast. The more subscribers we have, the easier it is for everyone to find us. And that helps us out and lets us know also that you guys like to hear us ramble on about some football players, which we yeah. obviously love to do. Yes, we so, do. So, yeah, hit us up, subscribe, rate, review the podcast, uh, make it constructive. That's the, always the best if you can. Uh, a good five-star review is lovely. If you, if you give us a one-star review, please, please be sure to let us know so we can try to fix some things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're here yeah. to help out. You know, we're not just going to put out, you know, a podcast just to put out a podcast, just to have another show yeah. out there. You know, anything that we're going to put on the air, uh, the whole purpose is to help you out. We don't want to, you know, regurgitate everything that everyone is saying on every other podcast. Uh, so, you know, we try to stay away from that as best as we can, but uh, sometimes you just can't help it. You know, everyone's talking about waiver wires and, you know, buy lows and sell highs this week, but, uh you know, we thought we'd throw in our two cents about that. And and always be sure, you know, go check out the website at DynastyProsFootball.com. We've got a lot of great content up there, our rankings. We update those weekly. We have IDP rankings, and, and everything's Dynasty-based. So if you're in a Dynasty or a Keeper League or something, it really, really helps you out. Um, you know, that's what we're there for. And just like Rob said, you know, never, never hesitate to drop us some, uh, you know, 
constructive criticism. And that's what we're here for. We're here to uh, help you out uh, to get better uh, on our website and, and the podcast as well. That's what we're here for, to help you guys out, help you win a championship, put some money in your pocket, uh, you know, kind of keep your wives off of your back, you know, for uh, losing money each year in fantasy football. So, you know, <laughs> I, I have to hear that quite a bit. So, uh, you know, Definitely. whatever she, you know, how many Definitely leagues are you in? Leagues. Yeah, how many leagues yeah, are you yeah, in this, this year, honey? Oh, uh, like three hundred you know three times yeah. five maybe three, but yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly but yeah yeah so that's what we're here for yeah, guys somewhere around there yeah absolutely so anyways well rob man appreciate everything uh we'll be back on the air next week we'll uh we'll cover the week two games and kind of go over some of this stuff again you know some guys and see how uh how some of these predictions and these holds that we're telling you do kind of pan out so uh uh for uh for the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, um, I'm Bob, and you're Rob. <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, everybody, uh, thanks for listening to the show, and do us a favor. Please, please, please stay safe out there.